Preeti Chibber. And I'm Jen Northington. And this is Tar Valen or Bust, a Wheel of Time podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to say Tar Valen. I don't care no, what the show calls no, it. I think that's fine. Okay. We are rereading the books, talking about our favorite and not so favorite moments, and digging into all things Wheel of Time. Including the TV show, and so this is our deep dive into episode five. Blood Calls Blood, written by Celine Song. <laughs> what are we laughing about so early in this recording? All the, like, all the pronunciation. Oh, yeah. How incorrect, well, apparently incorrect we've been. I will just say that when we started this podcast, I looked up what it said for the pronunciation of Tarvalon in the books because as a kid, I did read it Tarvalon, but I remember retraining <laughs> myself for this fucking show so that it would be book accurate. And now the TV show is all up in here being like Tarvalon. And I'm just like, God damn it, everybody make up your fucking mind. <laughs> I'm so mad about it. Oh, the- the anger, the anger we feel. It's <laughs> so stupid. Why do I care? I don't know. I know. It doesn't matter. How many times have we said on this podcast, like, pronunciation doesn't it matter? It doesn't matter. And also, within each episode, I know I pronounce n- names differently, <laughs> depending 100%. on, like, what my brain is doing. So I can't say Yung's <laughs> name at all. So. I said Nynaeve, like, four different ways the last time we recorded. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Everything, everything. This is a safe... Any pronunciation goes zone as far as truth. we are concerned. Absolute truth. Uh, all right. Episode five. Things are really getting going here. They really, really are. They really, really are. So let's see. We. Oh, man. This this is a rough opener. It is. It's, I, oh, I liked it, though. Yeah, I liked it, too. So we're in. There's snow on the ground. We're still in the mountains. Mm-hmm. And it's Alana singing and crying. And she's got some white paint on her face, like a mm-hmm. line of white paint. And this is a burial sequence. So we see uh, them laying to rest all kinds of people, including the King of Gaelden, who yes. was obviously not on their side. But like, I think that's an important detail. And I they're agree. putting them in these very like specific holes in the ground and then covering them in white. And we see Stepin carrying Kareni. And uh, and it's this whole Aes Sedai burial ritual. It was very moving. Yeah, I, I thought it was really beautifully done. Um, I did. We get a shot of Nynaeve sort of holding her braid and yes! wrapping it because I, yeah. I know I was like braid tugging. Braid, oh god! Tug. But she's not tugging it. She's like she's fiddling with it. Well, which because is, yeah. we didn't say in the last episode when that big power happened, oh. it it un it essentially unwove her hair out of the braid that she has it in. Oh. And it's like all flying everywhere. So I think this is her like just kind of rewrapping it. Maybe I don't know. But Do you think that's symbolic? I don't know. I think the braids are a really big deal. Yeah, and they so are. For her to use the power to that extent that it unbraids her hair has to matter. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 I don't know. And, what it at means. the very least, just as a signifier of like the intensity of the right the channeling. Yeah. 
Um, and they say, as they're like doing this ritual, they say, may the last embrace of the mother welcome you home, which I was like, oh, well, I know you call the and seat mother, but do you also call the earth? Mother? Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. I was a little confused by it. Yeah. I think that was like an earth mother reference. And then we do get this wide shot of that. Mm-hmm. The burial has been done in a circle, which you cannot yeah. tell until the wide shot. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Like when they pull out and they use it, they do rely on this like a little bit. Oh, wow. A lot. a lot uh but it's it's done to great effect like every time mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like every time i'm like oh oh it's a wheel <laughs> <laughs> did you know preeti that wheels are important <laughs> in this concept i would like uh weaving and pattern to be as important mm-hmm. as the wheel symbolism seems to be <laughs> that's a but good that's note. the brave right that's yeah. the braid that's so there i go it's, they've already <laughs> answered my my wish it's all in there. They thought of everything. All right. So that's I I don't have any more notes about that scene. What no, I think it was just like a nice an an a nice somber yeah scene um yeah. to to kick us off. Right. So then we go to the opening credits, and then we go to this is interesting. So it's the I Sedai again, but the mountains are green now. Mm-hmm. And uh, Loghain is looking really grim. He is just barely hanging on. He's it looks so, like. This actor is so good, though, oh, right? Like, is. I feel like he's played both roles so well. Um, both, like, the, like, Loghain understanding his righteous purpose of existing and the gentle Loghain. I think he's I, – I'm very excited to get more of him. Yeah, I don't hate the – the focus on him the way they're doing it no me neither because it's he is so like in the books is just for the first four books this sort of like like he's like collateral damage he's he's there just to exist as an example Mm -hmm. and so this is making him feel like a very real character far earlier than the books do which i like yeah yeah i was surprised though by how fast they got to the tower oh man i i know i was also really shocked and it's it's uh it it continues throughout the whole thing cuz ev- they they sync up everybody's timelines yeah. and we've skipped so much of the books they all are arriving at the tower it's been a month since we mm-hmm. last saw them is what we find out it's been a month and but we don't see any of that month it's just like and now a month has passed and they're all coming to the tower i guess but they've done what needs to happen and by the yeah. by the end of this episode everything that needs to happen plot wise in mm. that long journey ends up happening yeah although i have issues with the way they forced it so we'll get into those but okay we'll, we'll get into those yeah, but yeah, I, will, yeah. I did like this like one so the first time we see it the the white tower yes. from, from the Aes Sedai perspective it's like this incredible it's very like um uh Gondor, like big Gondor vibes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> like very big Gondor vibes, but I liked this conversation that like oh, yeah. Lan and Moiraine have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I was like, this is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> and like they're like, are do you still think of it at home as home and blah blah because Moiraine has clearly been gone for a long time? And then they have a mini conversation about Nynaeve. Yes, I love how Moiraine is like, so what's up with Nynaeve? He's like, I don't know. I don't why would you ask me, me that? I know. <laughs> so defensive. It's amazing. Again. Yeah. <laughs> uh and then they shift focus to Step in to say that Moiraine is worried about Step in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I just there was I 
we'll talk about it in a in a little bit as we get further into that story but there was just like too much stuff in in this episode oh a hundred percent it was come on it was a lot it was, it was a, a lot. lot and I feel obviously you feel horrible for him sure like, his eyes to die has died and like we get it it's an important bond but they it feels to me like they belabor it and I'm not a hundred percent sure I understand why so there's... I have some theories. Yeah, yeah. But we'll we will get into that more. But so then we switch scenes. We are with Rand and Matt, who are part of this long train of refugees. Mm-hmm. And Rand <gasps> sees a travel stone. Yes! Right? I was like, oh, I paused it. I was like, look, look, there it is. It's there. <laughs> so <laughs> this is like I keep coming back to this. I think they are giving us so many hints. Yeah. Like for book readers to be like, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Like it's going to be Rand. Yeah. As much as we're like shifting around and questioning uh-huh. things and having the the characters question things, like it is Rand. And here are these important touchstones yeah that will give you hey I see what you did there thanks <laughs> no but I agree I think this episode in particular there were like easter egg after easter egg for book yeah. readers that it was like hey remember like this thing about Rand that here yeah like that right mountain I don't know I think I've seen it before exactly oh exactly. do you Rand mm-hmm. when some... you were a baby <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's wild so but and I am excited because you know, they could lose, they're losing all kinds of things from the books, but it seems clear to me. I would hope that they wouldn't put in that travel stone if they weren't going to use traveling as part of the plot in the future. I think they are because I think the ways are limited in what they can do, like the, in, in how they can act as a space for them to be able to travel long distances. Right. So I think they have to do this. I think they're going to like skim over a lot of it. Like, Mm. I don't know that we'll see those weird lands or whatever, but I I think they're definitely going to use it. It's a convenient plot device at the very least. Yeah, exactly. Um, so again, I just like, I wanted to go back just for a second because at the end of that scene with Lan and Moiraine, it's mm-hmm. again like just the why not. It feels like there was no reason not to give her the coins. Like I don't understand. I know oh, we talked yeah. about it. But yeah. like I just genuinely am like why not just do it? Like yeah. I guess because she would have to give them – to all she would have, four of them? She would have had know. to interact with them differently in the two rivers. And maybe they were like, because she she doesn't even speak to Egwene. That's true. Like, remember we talked about that funny yeah, yeah, scene yeah, yeah, where yeah, they yeah. like have a stare down in the forest, but don't actually exchange any words. That's so, like, fair. They would have had to add a scene. They in. would have had to add a couple scenes probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess maybe all they right. were like, oh, we don't have time for this. Let's move it along. Okay. Fair, fair. All right. But okay. again, I actually, I think, they missed a trick here because, but for several reasons, we'll get to it. Anyway, so so Matt though has clearly gotten much worse. Oh yeah, Gollum Matt him. is like coming oh, out strong. Matt. Yeah, he like attacks a kid who bumps into him basically, he, like snaps at him really badly, which and- we know is so antithetical to Matt's whole personality. Mm-hmm. Like the show has established so clearly how much he cares about little kids. So like this is yeah. a real signifier of how far gone he is, and he looks. He looks rough. terrible. Like, yeah. just rough. The makeup f- and, like, costuming folks did an amazing job in this mm-hmm. episode of making it seem like time had passed, like, right. hair. Because, like, Rand 
pulls his hood off and I was like, yeah. oh, your hair is so messy. You I know. So it's real cute. It's like curly a little bit. It's got a bit of a wave to it. Yeah. Wow, he, buddy. Yeah, I know. No, they do. You can really, they 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 did a good job on, on that. Yeah, those. because we don't know that it's been a month at this point. We don't find right. that out till a little bit later, right? Yeah. Well, they, I think Matt Aran says, or maybe it's Matt who's like, because Rand is like, you don't Oh, look right great. here. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe a night here. Well, no. Rand just says, I can't believe a night here. When they find they find this inn, mm-hmm. like, Tom No, before that. Rand, before that. Yeah. Because after Matt attacks the kid, Rand is like, what is wrong with you? And Matt's like, we've been on the road for a month. That's what's oh, wrong Oh, right. With me. That's what it is. So, so like, that's when we find out second. that it's been a month. Yeah. But it's just like this like long. I, I loved it. I loved like. I liked this scene a lot. I liked them coming into Tarvalon. Yes. yes. Tarvalon. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. It's so in it's so interesting because it's so international, the yes. vibe of it. Like but it the in world international. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's very much like all sorts of different cultures and communities like mashed together. And mm-hmm. it was and they do it like Rand does a great Yosha Stradowski mm-hmm. does this like great job where he, you can tell he's like never seen anything. Like right, that. right. He's like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to remember in the books at this point, they've been to Camelin, they've been to Barillon, like they have actually had some frame of reference for what a city looks like. But yeah. in this, they have not been anywhere that is not a village. So mm-hmm. like yeah, this is like a big deal for them. And you Matt is so far gone that like you don't really get it from him. But Rand absolutely is like bright eyed, bushy tailed, like totally awestruck by it. It's actually kind of wild, though, that they have they bring Rand into Tarvalon because Rand still hasn't been to Tarvalon. Like, we are four books deep into the series, and he still has not been. And Oh, I my actually, God, you're right. Yeah. So, like, they, um, for obvious reasons, and I, I know, I feel like people are going to be irritated about this. I'm not, because I think it makes sense for how truncated they have to use the plot, mm. is they can't, they can't build Camelin and Tarvalin. They can't do everything in one right. thing. And so they managed to get what they needed, again, from those Camelin well, scenes, well, I think. Well, we don't get Min or Elaine and no. Gowan and Galad. But Min's, Min's not in Camelin. Min's in Barillon. Oh, you're right. Min is in Barillon. I'm just saying there are a bunch of characters who were introduced on that journey that we haven't met yet, so I'll be curious to see how they bring them in. But it's less like, yeah, I agree. I But I think there are ways, like, Rand meeting... Elaine at that moment like matters kind of but also kind of doesn't well it's like it's a plot moment but it's not a character moment so I agree that's with what you I that mean. they've like yeah. got the character development that they need well again I think they forced some things but we'll get to it we'll get to that but I think in terms of Matt and Rand yes. specifically yes, I, I think agree. the way they truncated their journey makes sense yeah. like we don't need like they can be at Tarvalin and still exist as the characters that they are it right. doesn't it doesn't shift them in any significant way. Yeah. Um, I will say, so So they go to this inn where Rand mm-hmm. is like, Tom told me about this inn. And I'm like, when would Tom have told you that? Like, you were with Tom for all of five seconds. You didn't trust him until one conversation where you talked about Owen. Like, this actually irked me because I was like, I that was one thing I talked about in our previous episode was I really missed the deepening of the relationship between Matt and Tom and Rand and like how that sets up things later. And so for Rand to be like, Oh, Tom told me about this in as if they're, they had had time to do any of that. I was a little annoyed. I was, I feel like it could have very easily been a part of that conversation with while, like when they're mid conversation, when he's talking to, yeah, 
um, Rand when it cuts to Matt in mm-hmm. episode four. So like, I mm-hmm. feel like it could have. Ha- I wasn't. I was like, I'm sure that happened. Yeah. Like that didn't bother me as much. Like I, I actually kind of like it as like a a detail of like more happened than you saw. Like we, that there was that conversation and there was that right. sort of like instinct on Tom. Like Tom being like protecting the both of them. Like I can absolutely see and like if we like if anything happens like this is where you can go yeah like I'm not that is not that big of a stretch to me mm-hmm. um, no it's the smallest of the stretches I feel like they made in this episode <laughs> the stretch, all of the stretches bothered me from a little bit to a lot so fair we'll this, see this one was a little bit uh so they get into this inn and Rand's like god it's so expensive yeah <laughs> it's like oh you little you little country pumpkin. I know. You little farmer. I know. <laughs> um, but I, oh God, this conversation oh, between yeah. Matt and Rand mm-hmm. where he's like, tell me again about the little girl on the farm. And Rand's like, it wasn't you. Yeah. Like we saw. And then Matt, he's like, Tom and I saw. And then Matt lashes out about Tom being dead. Yeah. And then Rand, like, he's like, I believe me. Like it was the fade. You didn't, you know, you didn't kill them. You would never hurt that little girl. And there's. They're both very, very good here. Yeah. But like Barney Harris, I feel like manages to have these like horrible moments with Matt, but still be deeply, deeply sympathetic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. Cause he's so mm-hmm. angry, but you see that like fear and anxiety yes. about what he might have done, like just shine through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's a well played scene. It's a very right? well played scene. Because the camera is on his face and Rand mm-hmm. is kind of sitting in the background talking. Yeah. And so we just see his face sort of like, go through all these emotions yeah oh it's so good (laughs) it's real good it's real good uh so then we switch scenes again we are with moiraine and lan and nynaeve and they're hiding her in the warders quarters oh that made me laugh so hard like are you kidding me (laughs) like i was like okay yeah 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 and they have this whole conversation which is very book Moiraine and yes, Nynaeve. very, very book Moiraine and Nynaeve. Where Nynaeve is like, we need to find my friends and Moiraine. It's like, I will know when they're here. And, and Nynaeve, Nynaeve goes, <laughs> yes, but will you tell me? Oh, that and I was look, like, Ooh, yeah, that look really... Moiraine gives is like the shadiest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. She doesn't say anything, which is like classic, you know. Mm-hmm. I said I omission and then she starts talking about all these different div- agendas in the tower and how they'll expect her to become a novice and they'll like eat her alive blah 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 and Nynaeve is like don't underestimate me like I'm gonna be fine Again, right classic Nynaeve yeah I I was like I really enjoyed it I was like this is this is so this to me was like you guys understand these characters yes and right? we've earned this conversation. Right. Yes. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also really like, like, this moment with Moiraine after Lan is like, yes. <laughs> it's like, Lan. Right. <laughs> Lan's like, okay, fine. <laughs> bye. <laughs> uh, this conversation, because we get, I think something that I really like about the, sh- the change of focus to Moiraine is they're allowing her to be far more human than she mm-hmm. is in the books. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, she exists as a person and not as somebody... Like, when we have these moments in the books where we're angry because Moiraine feels like she's acting out of character, it's yes. because Jordan actually doesn't make her a fully fleshed out, like, human sometimes outside right. of, like, I want to defeat the Dark One. I am all about my goals. Like, all of that. 
there are just these like little hints, but Rosamund Pike is very good. And the writers are very good about giving Moiraine that sort of like thread of humanity that she needs. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. I do like, this was an interesting conversation to me. I don't know a hundred percent how I felt about it, but Moiraine is telling her like, it's okay to be afraid. And like yeah. the implication is that that was Nynaeve's first ever time channeling. Which I was like, oh, I don't I think don't know about. I don't think so. You I think, think so. I don't. I think it's the first time Nynaeve recognized mm. that it was not just listening to the wind. Mm. That it's the first time that Nynaeve might have had to like recognize that this is not. This is the power, right? So yeah, I don't. I don't think that that was the first time. Okay. That would make more sense to me because I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, it's that's that feels really incorrect. But you, you're probably right. Like, if it's just the first time that she's done certainly anything of that magnitude and certainly while being more aware of channeling in general, that mm-hmm. that would make more sense. Um, yeah. And, and beyond that, like, piece of the conversation, I... I liked that the show sort of lets them have this conversation. It pulls back on some of that like unnecessary antagonism. Yeah. But it still feels like a very calculated move on Moiraine's part, right? Like, so it still feels very much like she's being like a human person and trying to connect to this girl, but like, obviously. But it's with a purpose. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, like, even when she says, like, I will try to protect you as best I can. Mm -hmm. And you're like, is it because you think she's the dragon reborn and is important? Right, right, right. And then she's like, don't talk to anyone. Yes. (laughs) Like, do not. So again, super leaning into the divisions within the tower and the Aes Sedai. Yep. Yes. So then we have another scene switch. We're back with the travelers, and this is where I really start to get frustrated with the show. Really? Oh my god! I just have so many okay words about this. Sequence. All right. <laughs> so we get we get Perrin and Aram having another conversation about violence. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like I get it that. Like, we need to understand that Perrin is as important as everybody else, but, like... This is the only way they give him to do it. It's so meaningless because you're just saying the same things over and over again. It has nothing to do with anything. Ugh, anyway. Uh, So, but we get another, like, oh, my God, the White Tower. Right, right. (laughs) And Perrin's hair is in twists now. Like, it's it's longer, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so then, oh, Abdul Salis comes back yes, with the with the white tower. I will say, I thought the like tension in this scene was very good because I I was like, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, and like I know what's gonna happen for the most yeah, part, yeah. But I still was just like, oh no. The problem I have, I mean, everybody again plays it very well. The problem I have with this is that there is no in show reason for everybody to act the way they do okay so like what happens is the traveler caravan gets stopped right at like they can see the white tower but they get stopped by this group of white cloaks Emmanvalda is there he's like looking them over and he spots Egwene and Perrin do I believe that he would recognize them from that meeting with Moiraine yes okay I I was about to be like yes of course do I but like (laughs) Perrin and Egwene have this like outsized like (gasps) we gotta hide and I'm like why are like we know as watchers of the show I think they watched him they watched the way he interacted with Moiraine they saw Moiraine be like 
do not say anything, do not do whatever. And that man, as he walked away from them, was like, I will not forget your faces should we meet again. I was yeah. like, oh! So it's, he's creepy, but they don't know. But I think they know the white cloaks. Yeah, I, but we've been given, like, this sort of uneven view of the white cloaks. Like, Bornhold is telling Moiraine to, like, find an eyes to die, and, like, we haven't really seen, but from we know the eyes of Perrin and Egwene, any real anything about their understanding of the white cloaks we the only interactions we've seen them have with the white cloaks are the one in the forest where they get stopped so like i can i can see them being like a little bit afraid but the extent to which they're like oh god oh god and he the i don't understand for one second why he is like seize them i need that he's like i it, like i can be him like oh i recognize you like this is this is strange you were some you were with I other disagree. people before but like it's so I over think the I, top and I then for the with tinkers you. then for the tinkers to be like you can't have them like like it's so well, no 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 that's not hold on hold on so i extreme. i wholeheartedly disagree with you here <laughs> because i don't think the tinker said you can't have them the tinker said if someone doesn't want to go with you, they do not have to go with you, which okay. is a very different statement. Yeah. That's different than you can't have them. That's like, if they don't want to go with you, they're not going to go with you. Like, you can't right. force them. You can't take anyone from our caravan. All right. I'll allow that. That is different. Then I think that that scene in the woods with Moiraine and Lan uh, is, I think, I think could have very easily been formative for like Egwene. Mm. Where you're watching this person who is clearly in a position of power, like the woman who is the most powerful person you've ever seen is afraid of this person. Mm. Like, I think that there are clues there. I think I, I agree that it could have been um, uh, expanded on to to really like drive it home. But I think like. I'm not as I was not at all like as put off by it because I think Abdul Salis is so good at being terrifying and He's, like you have there are people that you see and you've been around that you are like that is not a safe person like that is not a safe person and that is not a safe person in a position of power yeah especially if you are and like maybe I'm reading into this but like when you are coded as someone who does not have as much power right right <laughs> like consistently does not have as much power like right. you get that instinct real fast yeah of like that is not no i don't mess around with it like the minute he like lit eyes on them and there was recognition it'd be like i gotta get the fuck out of here uh, yeah i i see what you're saying but it didn't feel that way to me in the moment i was I just disagree. like why is everybody reacting it so over the top it just, felt there's that way no to me. grounding for it on the screen like in uh, it just didn't feel earned to me i it really didn't i like it or if they had played it a little bit softer like not that he wouldn't be like what are you up to this is suspicious and then like but it's just like everybody's shouting it's really fast like there's no aram suddenly like run with me and like it's so it happens so fast it I just okay doesn't it. no i i couldn't i mean it, whatever but like i it really didn't it felt really forced to me that it would it be that not. extreme so it did not we're just going to have to agree to disagree. i think this like we see the division between what uh bornhold and um uh, valda are in which i still that is the thing that i'm mad about yeah yeah um but we see that division and we know that 
the kids saw that division. And we know that the kids saw that, like, that is the dangerous man. Like, Amon Valda is the dangerous one. So, like, I'm not, I'm, I was not at all bothered by this because it felt very real to me for, like, kids who have been chased out of Shadar Logoth, who are, like, Perrin, who is, like, not doing well. Like, all of those things combined, I was like, yeah, okay, sure. Hmm. And then you have somebody who does have, um, what's the word, uh, an understanding of the White Cloaks and Aram, who is like, we have to go. Because Aram, I think, would absolutely have an understanding of how this could go if they don't. I guess. I don't. Like, I was, I was okay with all of it. I, I just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, like, I, I feel like I'm having to do a lot of filling in myself for why everybody reacts as strongly as they do and and so I just it's I I don't know I it didn't it just didn't work for me the level of which that that conflict happens like I absolutely believe there could be conflict it just was so extreme I I was like a little I was thrown I was thrown out of it so that's fair you know whatever um Um, I this is a very intense scene, though. Like, you really see the Tinker's nonviolence in action yes. because they form a human chain and, like, which oh, I like. It's very powerful. It's very powerful. It's I'm, also hard to watch given our it is. political context. Well, like, it's difficult to watch. And it's difficult. Again, they have this scene of, like, a dark skinned black man yes. hitting a white woman. Yes. And you're like, I. Like again, Abdul Salis so good yes. in this role. Like yeah. I, I think he is amazing, mm-hmm. and I at least like all the other white cloaks are like neo-Nazi looking white guys. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> it balances like, out a little bit. Like I guess. Yeah. But it's still where I'm just like optics. Yeah, I like, know. Please pay attention to optics. They won't. <laughs> they will not. Yeah. Uh, so they go out. Like Aaron takes Pegwin, like Perrin and Agu- Pegwain. Pegwain. <laughs> Pegwain, uh, the ship name that God yeah. I don't want. No, nobody wants that. <laughs> no one wants that. Um, but uh, Aaron takes Perrin and Egwene on the run, and I did have a half a second where I was like, "Oh, they're gonna get away." Yeah, like they're gonna get away, and then yeah. they don't. <laughs> yeah, they get run down by white cloaks on horses. It's very. He does say though. He says this line. Aram says this line. Like the white cloaks may be bastards, but they won't kill Tuatha'an. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, "Is that like a thing from the books that I don't remember?" No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I I was like, okay, I guess because I I it was also that to me was like an explanation of why he feels fine about everybody else getting beat up. Yeah, it's because it was just he believes like a... that like they're gonna get hurt, but they're not gonna be killed, which is a different sort of situation. And when you are like a pacifist, it's like okay, this is an yeah, acceptable level of violence, kind of thing. Um, I that's mean, fair. not acceptable is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. Like it's a mm-hmm. so anyway. All right. Well, I guess we'll just we'll just have our different reactions. We'll, we'll agree to disagree fine. on that. We'll scene. agree to disagree. It's okay. Uh, but we'll both agree on the next scene. I think. Oh my god! Amazing. <laughs> so this is my favorite scene in the whole. Yes, whole it's episode. so good. So we're back at the end, and Rand is in the library looking, looking at, at a prophecy. <laughs> yes, he's like, "Oh, the Karathan cycle," and you're and, like, oh, "Okay, here's another clue." Um, but I was like, "Oh my god, he's gonna be loyal. He's gonna be loyal. He's gonna be loyal." <laughs> And then they bring loyal in, or Excuse I should me. say, loyal. Loyal. <laughs> Apologies. It's Tarvalon and loyal. <laughs> and Ogier, not Ogier. 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 So, so, all right. There must be a a deliberate decision for why all the emphasis is on that last syllable yeah, for yeah, everything. Yeah. But like, whatever. Oh, I love him so. He's so good. Much. The actor is amazing. 
Yeah, he is played by Hamad Animash- Animashan. Mm, I'm so sorry. Um, but yeah, he's so good. And I really like that they didn't just, I was a little worried that they were just going to like cover him up with like prosthetics yes, and like all this yes. stuff. And there's like a little bit of it. Yeah. But he, it looks like they very much use like natural sort of like, he has his hair texture mm-hmm. and like, he, and he's not like humongous. He's like a big guy. Yeah. But he's only a little bit taller than Rand. And we know that Rand is tall, but like, even so. Yeah. He's just like a teeny bit taller, but yeah. he's like, but he's, he's, uh, I don't know how to phrase he's it. Like he's like broad and he's yeah. solid and he's, yes. yeah. And his hands are enormous. Humongous. And he's like holding a book and he's so yeah. excited. Yeah. Like when he says, it's like. Your name sings in my ears, Randall Thor. It's quite exciting to meet an Aiel man. And Rand's like, what? No. Right. Huh? Right. I'm from the two rivers. He's like, oh, even more exciting. An Aiel man from the two rivers. And Rand's like, no, no. No, I'm he says an Aiel. He says an Aiel man from the two rivers who does not think he is an Aiel man or something. Yes. Like, or says he's not an Aiel man. Yes. Even more interesting. <laughs> and he says, he's like, I like oddities. And you're like, oh, you're the best. You're the best. It's very sweet. And then Rand's like, oh, uh, I got to go. I got to go. Because there's like this, thing, all this, like the false dragon procession is happening outside. Yes, and yes. Loyal is like, I forget how frivolous you humans can be with your thoughts. <laughs> oh, you're the best. That's so great. He's like, I'll come with you. Let me just. And Rand's like, nope, nope. Because he has seen uh, Matt out the window. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, I got to go. I got to go. I know. Rand goes, I'll meet you outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then there's this very like foreshadowy line from Loyal who says, "Humans never prepare for what they're about to experience." Or I something know. like that. And I was like, "Dang!" Like, I all know. Right, all right. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so the show has pulled the false dragon procession from Camelin mm. to Tarvalin, which is again, I think, makes sense. Like, yeah, it's fine. totally. Um, and we're seeing kind of everybody. So we like, see that, that. I will say that shot of Stepin walking on the horse with the like. Leading the, the horse with the empty boots. Oh, oh that like that was rough. Whew. Yeah. Uh, but Matt and Rand are sitting on this like balcony uh, mm-hmm. edge or whatever and watching. And then Logan comes around the corner and the focus is on Matt. And this yes. is an- another one where it's like, I'm a like I get it because of what the show is trying to like sort of trick viewers into. Mm-hmm. But I like. Matt was imagining Loghain laughing, Well, right? that was what I was not understanding. So, right. So, the procession comes around the corner. They're up on this balcony. So, they're very visible. And, like, people are chucking vegetables and fruit at Loghain. But th- he sees them. And he's just been lying sort of, like, mm-hmm. dead-eyed in the bottom of the cage. He sees them. And it he starts, like, laughing hysterically. And the camera goes back and forth between his face and Matt specific. Like, it zooms yeah. in on Matt. And then it goes back to Loghain. And he's he's suddenly, like he's not looking he's just lying there and I was like I don't know what just happened right like Like, I I feel like it is a dagger hallucination he is it but it was it was unclear but I I feel like that not because of the show but because of what we know like yeah right like I don't think the show was giving us any inclination whatsoever right what is real and what isn't but I think based on what we know about Matt from the books yeah I think it was a I think it was an hallucination yeah and Matt has like really taken to heart 
Oh, that this, he thinks like, he might be the the he that he might be able to channel. Which I can you remember like I re- so Rand and Tom had that conversation about mm-hmm. what if Matt can channel, but it appears at this point that like. Have Rand and Matt talked about it? Because Matt suddenly is afraid that he can channel. Uh, my guess would be that Rand has said so. Like, based on the relationship we've seen Rand and Matt have, yeah, I think Rand would have said something to him, especially after running away from right. um, the fade. From the fade. And I think likely they did have that conversation. Okay. That but we my didn't guess see is, it. We didn't see it. My guess yeah. is it got cut for time. Right. Um, but I think very much the implication is that they had the conversation. Right. Because uh, what Matt says is, like, if this is the case, like, right. I don't want to live with it. Right. Like, kill me before I end up like that. He doesn't explicitly say it, but yes, he's like, let's make a deal. If it is yeah. one of us, we won't let the other one become like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's and and it's very uh, it's a very sad moment. It yeah. is a very sad moment. And it's what's interesting is that every now that everyone knows about the prophecy, like all five of them. Yeah. Um. Wait. Does Nynaeve know? Uh, old Nynaeve? That there's potentially five? No, Nynaeve does not know that. You're right. No, that know. even that they're looking for the dragon reborn. Oh. Well, so of- here is the thing I meant to say forever ago. So when we get Nynaeve's triumphant return, we uh-huh. see her escape from the Trolloc, and then we go straight back to her interactions with Lan after having tracked him. But we don't find out, like, who she talked to before she left the two rivers, like what they said to her. And there were a ton of people around when Moiraine was like, one of you is the dragon reborn. Like she just announced to the whole fucking town that one of the four of them is the dragon reborn. So it stands to reason if I'm like doing the work for the show, it stands to reason that like Nynaeve stopped in town to be like, where the fuck are they? And they were like, well, that Aes Sedai took them because she said one of them was the dragon reborn. So it is very possible that she knows, but we also don't know for sure we don't know because they've never talked about it Nynaeve has never acknowledged it on screen so like yeah. I actually I don't know I don't know if she knows or not um but it the for, even she for certainly the, doesn't know about five no she certainly doesn't know about five but even for the four of them yeah to know has shifted the dynamics between the characters in very interesting yeah. ways yeah. right like in the books Matt is not as empathetic to Rand's plight no he's yeah. mostly just like irritated about it yeah. yeah and so now there's there's gonna have to be this like level of empathy that exists between them and and the show has built their relationship really wonderfully I think yes yes um, but it's true so, I didn't even think about that that dynamic is gonna be very different with Matt right? like Matt at this point seems very convinced that it is him mm-hmm. and he's and not so, into it he's not I love that like I don't give a shit about prophecy right right <laughs> There's Matt. I love you. There he is. (laughs) But like, I think it's going to have to change or like, maybe it doesn't. Maybe, maybe what they'll have to do is like, Matt will try to be empathetic and Rand will be like, you don't know. Like you might've thought it was you, but it's not. It's me. Right. Right. So like, I don't know. Who knows? All right. So we shift scenes to, yeah, this whole sequence. I just don't care. I know. But I just don't care. Yeah. It's Stepan. He's dressed in white. He's talking to Lan and Ilana's two warders, Ivan, 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 and um, Maxim. Mm-hmm. 
And it's this whole monologue about how he grew up rough and he had this shitty life and he was a shitty person until he met Kareni and like she saved him and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then the other warder is like, I had a shitty dad too. Like everybody's having like backstory feelings. And it's boring. It's well, I just don't. It just takes so long and it doesn't yeah. seem to go anywhere. Like is the whole like we've already seen that these warders are human beings. Like we saw that very naturally back at the camp, right? So, so we like, don't need it we here. We don't need it here. And we've we've heard over and over again how important that bond is. We saw in the funeral scene guess, how upset Stepan is. Like we don't Okay. I well, don't know what the scene is for. The only thing I can think is because when Lan is like, Well, maybe you can get a new one, and Stefan's yeah. like, Okay, sure. Yeah, right. Try being without Moiraine for like four seconds and yeah. see how well you do. Yeah. So maybe it's setting up that Lan like really doesn't understand mm-hmm. um and because the the whole thing with Stepan and Kareni feels very much as like instructive to the audience mm. just so that should they make some choices later right we will understand it more deeply that's the only they could have thing done it I can in less of. time though they didn't have to spend this I agree. much time on i don't it. think it was necessary i don't think it needed all of this and like no shade to the actors they do their 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 they very do good. the scene very well there's a lot of feeling here but like i just as a viewer i'm like i don't know why i well I will be curious for people who have not read the books. Oh, yeah, maybe. Who maybe. don't know that Stepan doesn't matter. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sorry, Stepan. Like, it's hard because I'm like, I know Stepan doesn't yeah, matter. Right. That's like, right. It's true. I know. Yeah. So it's hard for me to care about this. Yeah. Uh, whereas I guess if you don't know the books and you're right. coming Fair into enough. the story totally new, yeah. maybe you're like, that guy's really important. Right. Which is going to change by the end of the episode. Or maybe they've decided to in some way make this really important in the long run. Who knows? Maybe. The one thing I did think was interesting about this is, again, we get more of this ritual. So there's this huge like fire bowl with mm-hmm. a rim that has what I'm assuming is molten gold that they make the Aes Sedai rings out of. Yeah. And seems we s- like. It seems like. That's my rationale for what this is. And we see Stepan drop the ring in to be melted back into the gold. And that was, that was in one of the teasers because I remember being like who the fuck is this blonde guy holding an Aes Sedai ring like who (laughs) is this Uh, so now we know that's who it is yeah and I actually did I think Peter Frenzen uh, who plays Stefan mm-hmm. is very good in He's this scene. so good. Because you see, like, how difficult, like, you see everything on his face. Of yeah. Just, like, and we've seen it before, but in this scene, I feel like they could have just had this scene. Yes, yes. And not needed some of the other yes. stuff. Uh, because he's he's very, very, very good about mm-hmm. showing what a warder goes through emotionally when they lose their eyes to die. Yeah. And I really think... I genuinely, the only reason I can think of for them to do this is for giving us context for later on. Right, right. For, like, plot choices they'll make later on. There is a lot more, like, uh, comments about how, like, what you can do with a Warder Aes Sedai bond in this Mm -hmm. episode. So I think you're probably right. Um, Especially because, like, immediately after this, we cut to Lan and Moiraine. And I, I have to say, like, I am, the relationship that is presented between Lan and Moiraine and these like kind of lingering touches and these desperate Mm. connection. Like I just, I don't understand what the show is trying to make me understand. I didn't, it didn't, nothing about it struck me as weird. Like it's this moment of comfort where like Lan is clearly like shaken and Moiraine puts her hand on his and it like, it just seems, 
I guess. I don't know. It didn't bother me. It didn't, it, it didn't bother me. It was just in the context of every scene we've seen with them where it's the two of them alone. Um, and they have and, – and there's like, like the scene in the tent after he was drinking or like whatever. I just was like maybe it's because I'm like this is not romantic. <laughs> But it's not supposed like, to be. This is not romantic and it is not supposed to be romantic. But I'm, again, wondering what people who don't read the books, like how they're going to oh, feel about this. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. This is my answer to that. I know. Just emotions. Interesting. Interesting. And I imagine you're going to hate this next scene. Well, I have some problems again. I mean, it's a great, there's great things about it. But so, okay, so we cut to Eamon Valda walking through mm-hmm. the, like, uh, white cloak camp and then we switch to watching these three white Oof. cloaks strip searching Egwene and then like bathing aggressively her. cleaning her and she mm-hmm. is in such pain and uh, the way they shot this it's a long it's a long scene we like it is watch, a long scene and but they don't like they don't try to make it like forbidden sexy or whatever which I appreciate like it's very painful to watch so uh but I could have have done with less of it personally Um, it's just hard but it was hard to watch but it didn't feel like it didn't feel like torture porn okay and it didn't feel like like you said like it didn't feel like gratuitous nudity right because they don't show anything not really Um, there's like some shots of her like calves and shoulders yeah like there's nothing there's it never feels like salacious no no like i think about how other other shows may have handled that same scene yes Um, i think if you're gonna do it for that long they handled it really well that's what i mean and i think for the purposes of driving home like how horrible these people are yeah it works because maybe so you put the scenes in context with one another, that scene with Bornhold and this scene. Mm-hmm. And you see like, yeah, we're going to present it as there's the normal one and the like nice one. But they all stand for this. Right, right. And so yeah. in that context, I'm like kind of okay with it just because you're like, yes, these – look, that's how it works. Like maybe they present themselves as being like ethical and put together and right. – they have these like costumes that are pristine and like well, yeah the emphasis on cleanliness like you see them scrubbing her nails yeah out. like it's very and putting her in a white dress like it's very it's super focused on like scrubbing her clean which is very in the white cloak aesthetic absolutely yeah and so it I, it works for me in that respect because yeah. I think it yeah. is like having a conversation about something we very much do see in mm-hmm. the real world mm-hmm. and saw in the real world you know, yeah. of a shift in optics mm-hmm. of how people can present these horrible viewpoints, but do it in a way that is like pristine and clean mm-hmm. and seems and seems maybe even reasonable. Right. Right. But it's not Ooh. fundamentally not. It's yeah. fundamentally and not then, reasonable. And then so he walks into this tent They or he's in this tent. They bring her in. He's eating again. Why are there so many scenes of him? Because he's so good at it. He's really good at it. But I'm just like, oh, my God, please stop like, eating I in just, front of me. <laughs> I can't get over how good he is because he's terrifying. Yeah. But also I was like, even though because like I hate the white cloaks yeah I hate the white cloaks more than I hate the forsaken oh yeah obviously right like we talked about this where like the senshan and the white cloaks are worse than the forsaken yeah um because they are so close to like Mm -hmm. they hit too close to home but 
I was like, I will watch a million scenes with you. Like, you are so <laughs> good. Like, every time she would say, sir. Like, Egwene would call yes. him sir, and he would say, call me child Valda. Uh-huh. Or, like, we are all someone important under the lights. Right. Like, like, oh, and he is. No, he's very, he's very, so very. But he might be also, the best actor on screen we've seen so far. I honestly. agree. I think yeah. he is so, so strong. But I will say, I got to, like, this is the Egwene. Like, Madeline Madden yes. in this scene because she starts out as like very much like I'm so sorry sir like yeah I'm deferential just a girl. I don't know anything mm-hmm. and then because he keeps being like basically like if you can if you can channel if you can do things I deal with the Aes Sedai I deal with these witches blah 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 and Egwene goes if you're gonna do it then do it and yeah. I was like <laughs> wait, wait, wait. so we're skipping way ahead so sorry so, sorry so it's, it's just okay. so good it is a great moment but we have to get there first so he, they've bound Egwene to a chair and they're yes. like having this conversation she's like I don't know what's going on I don't know why we're here which that is correct with there's True. no reason for them to have done this and then they bring in Perrin he's gagged and they bind him to this weird like yes. structure where he's like bent forward and like his hands are bound in front of him and down and like he's it's very uncomfortable looking and he's he is not clean he has not been bathed no. he's very still rough looking um and uh Egwene is like yes we're not who you think and then but he keeps saying like I know like you may not be I said I but I know you can touch it how yes. Why? Why does he know? How I don't does think he, know? he does. What is I don't this think about? he does. <laughs> so I do, but like, think about the books. They had nothing on her. They had nothing on him. It was just this idea of like, even before the wolf stuff, they were chasing them. Well, they they brought them in. I, I have to go back to the books at some point to look this up because I wanted to remember. They brought them in because it was suspicious. Like, yes. they were suspicious, which like, okay, fine. That is fine. But nobody in the book is like, and I bet you can channel, girl. Like, no, that does but not I think, happen. But that's not, I don't think he, like, really thinks she can channel. I think he is like, I don't, there is something suspicious about these and I'm going to get a confession no, no matter what is I how I feel about I it. I disagree because it's especially the way the scene goes ultimately he's he like it's the show is validating that he knew something about her is what it how it read to me because the way it ends is him being like either you channel and you die or you don't and he dies right but it's not he's like not he's like you know you're saving your own life if you don't channel in front of me but and so your friend is going to die but it it never reads to me as like he it never reads to me as that he thinks there's a possibility that he's wrong. No, he doesn't because that's what this is this is this is unnecessary bigotry. This is unnecessary hatred. This is like no rationale behind it. This is I believe this a thing about this person and nothing is going to change my mind. The way the show presented it to me felt like he somehow like I I was like are you telling me that he can tell? Like that's what it felt like the show that is was telling. That's not me. how it felt to me at yeah, all. Yeah, so I get like, again like I just I don't the show is like not I the, the way the show is telling it is confusing to me. I think the show is doing something here where it's recognizing the kind of person who would join the white cloaks sure the the kind yeah. of person who would do this to two kids that they just picked up like the kind of right. person like like he doesn't need it right he doesn't need he's already decided he doesn't actually need anything like right. he has decided and so as far as he's concerned it's a fact because he's decided it it's not a fact for any other reason yeah. Like I feel like how the, what this scene said to me is like how many other people have has he put in this position? 
Right. No, I mean, I And it doesn't matter to him if they can channel or not. Yeah, I guess because it just one felt less like dark friend because we know she can channel. It felt to me like confirmation of his suspicions in a way that like is confusing to me about like what I'm supposed to understand about what he knows and doesn't know. Yeah, I don't know. So, I very much was just like they don't like he doesn't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, as we've seen again, and and maybe this is me pulling both from White Cloaks of the books. Yeah, and of who these who this group is inspired by. Right. But because it doesn't matter. Right. Nothing. No, I don't disagree with you in, in like in book terms, but in show terms, I don't feel like they've, I, it, for me, it doesn't feel like there's enough of a foundation there that I'm not bringing all of my book knowledge into it. And if you don't have that book knowledge, what are you supposed to understand? That's fair. Like it, it, like in just, if I'm just looking at the show, even with that in mind, like, I think it's easy enough to explain a way of like he has dealt with so many like he has that like thing of like how many Aes Sedai has he killed right yeah a lot like so like does he, he has, then know like he has like maybe, this sixth sense that's what maybe, the show but is it telling might not me. even be a sixth sense it may be like uh, whatever reason like it could right. the the point is that he has experience right regardless of what that is because that is again bringing your book knowledge in of like there has to be a reason he knows but as far as the show is concerned and as far as viewers are concerned there who knows how he knows he might just know based on all right, these years like, of experience of well, murdering people i guess yeah but as a viewer i'm like but how wait like how, how can he know but imagine so like, if you don't if we didn't have any background on the power yeah. if we didn't have any like understanding of the power like right. you would just be like there must be a way he figured this out I guess I, I would think be. You fr- would just I think I would be frustrated. It. Be like, how? It- no, I don't think I would. That's what I'm really? saying. Like, I don't. You think don't I think would. you would, based on the show, ha- having given you this understanding that he is quite adept at catching and killing incredibly powerful eyes to die. I would want to know how. How does he know? That's what I want to know because he didn't know Moiraine was an eyes to die when they met in the woods. Like he, he was like I suspicious think he, of her, but I, he didn't well, yeah, do no. anything about I it. I think he was suspicious of her, and he I was. think that's part of the reason that he separated of course from Bornholtz because I don't think he was in a position to do something mm, in front of Bornholtz yeah I don't know I don't but again like we're having to do so much guesswork here like I just wish the show was clearer about it I guess is what I'm saying I don't know I don't know I feel like we're at like maybe asking for something just because we do have a a basis knowledge but I'm just kind of like this is a horrible person who regardless of what the person in front of him is actually like has made a choice yeah. And it doesn't nothing outside of that choice matters. Yeah. Which I, I appreciated in terms of like, yes, that is what these people are like. Right. No, like hundred percent. That's fair. It doesn't matter. Um anyway, so so Egwene is awesome though. She's like, if you're because he keeps threatening, he's like, choose, choose, and she's not choosing. And then finally she's like, if you're gonna do something, just fucking because do he it. Puts, he puts the knife up against her throat. Yeah, yes. And he's like, stop it. If right. you can stop it, stop it. Right. And she, she's just like, nope. Yep. If you're going to do something, right. do it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, you're the best. She is the best. She's the best. And then there's this weird moment where he like pours wine on the knife for reasons I don't understand. I think it was to to like, um, I what's the word? Um, oh, my God. Sanitize it. <laughs> 
that's not how wine works. I know, but it's alcohol, okay. right? I, yeah. That's kind of what I thought it's he was sugar. doing. Sugar, like it's not. It's, that's, that's what I not thought real. he was that's doing. Not a thing. Um, <laughs> I don't know. And anyway, so he does. He pours wine in the knife, and then he he rips open Perrin's shirts and starts carving open his back. It's really, Oof, it's, it's brutal. really gruesome. And then Perrin's eyes go yellow. <gasps> they go golden. Yeah, they do. They go golden. I got I got excited. Because yeah, yeah. It was like. Finally, yes. something happening. Something for parents to do. Yeah. So he and he says he's like, either you channel and I'll kill you and let your friend go, or you don't channel and I will bleed him out, and I'm gonna give you some time to decide. And but like, there is there the are two kind of important like he's going on this long monologue by the way, like while he's doing all of this. Yeah, yeah. And kind of explaining like the creator ne- never meant for us to have access to so much power. Um, I think it's important for us to note that he says he takes he's like if I had had if I had already known you could channel I would have taken your hands mm. and right, you know right and then we get the part about like well you don't actually need them need your channel. hands to channel yeah. that they are a crutch that right. p- anyone can channel which right. I was glad to hear because I was like mm. Yeah, no, there's so much. I mean, we talked about this last time. There's so much emphasis on the choreography of the way that I said I channel. And I, I, I still, I still, I feel like they're overdoing it a little bit still, um, especially if it's not necessary. But it is, I buy the idea that it's a focus point for them, like that, yes. that, that it is helpful to them in terms, I don't want to use the word crutch because it's ableist, but like it, it is helpful to them in, you know, focusing their mind, focusing the energy mm-hmm. of the source. Like, it is helpful to them to have a way to like visualize for themselves what they're doing. So like, I'm fine with it in theory. I do feel like the show is overusing it, but it was nice to get that explanation about it. Yeah. I was, I was glad to get the confirmation. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, then we get a scene with Nynaeve and Stepin, which is clearly just, <laughs> just like reiterating that Nynaeve um, understands loss and yes. that Stepin wants this, like Stepin is like wasted and asks her for tea to help mm-hmm. him sleep. And we know that's going to be used for something that is not just sleeping oh. at some point. That's how I read it. Oh, I didn't. Like the way he came in and was way. like, oh, I 100% was like, he's going to use that tea for something else. Either it's to uh, die by suicide or by or to like whatever. I was like, he's not just no. doing it because he can't sleep. I did not. Okay, I didn't make that connection. I was like, "That's a now uh, this, that's gonna now pop a later up later." Scene makes more sense to me, actually. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't. I was like, I, don't know, I guess. Well, anyway, we'll get to it. We'll so, get to yeah. it. So he asks for a sleep tea and and talks about like how he's afraid of losing the pain and like you said, she says you, it never goes away. It's very clear that she's lost somebody very near and dear to her, which I'm guessing is the old wisdom. Is either her parents or the old yeah, oh wisdom. right or the parents? Right, that's a good point. Um, My guess and, is the parents. And then she's like, "Fuck this! I'm going on a walk." Like she yeah, because because Stefan opens the door and then leaves it open, yeah. and then Neve is like, oh, "Okay, yeah, just, all right, okay, I'm tired of being in here." And then Leandrin shows up with her giant, like, strong jaw her and her jaw, like teeth. Man, Fleetwood, uh, like, I don't, does she like have like a series of workouts she does to get her jaw that strong? Like, it's bananas. It is, and it works so well for it the does. character. It really does. Yeah. And then we get another like sort of info dump about warders and like why Reds don't have warders. And there's this reference to like the patriarchy in world. And I guess is this like supposed to make Leandrin a little more sympathetic? Yeah, I didn't like that. No. I was like. I was like, no, no, I like that you are kind of 
um, associating, you have on one hand, child Valda, who has these like ideas and choices and decisions Mm -hmm. that he's made as part of the white cloaks about women who can channel. And then on the other, you have Leandrin who makes these choices about men who can channel. Right. Like I was like, yes, pair the two of them because they both are annoyingly evil. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I didn't like this idea of like women hold the one power, but men still control it. Mm. And if they are, and they are rarely kind to little girls who show a spark of being greater than they are. Like I did not, I was like, I don't want to feel bad for her. Is this her Dana moment though? Like, is this the moment where like, like the, the speech about like coming from mud that we get from Dana, the dark friend a couple episodes ago, this is like Leandrin's like hint of like, I was a literal girl who was, you know, perhaps abused or something by men. And so this is why I'm like, I just didn't, I didn't need it. I was like, you don't, you don't need this. The other side of it is like, is she doing this? just to manipulate Nynaeve. Well, yes, for sure, for sure, which is very possible uh, given what we know about Leandrin. And then there's this weird out of nowhere, she's like, you know, there's some nice gardens. Yeah, I was like, what? And we find out what that means later, but but like, like, why? This this was where I was like, you guys are maybe jumping some steps ahead. (laughs) Another moment where they force like a a thing. I don't think it's another moment, but I do think it is a (laughs) moment. Like, I don't think it's like, uh, like, I, I disagree with you on those okay. previous ones, but I do yeah. think this one, I was like, um... Yeah, what? It's you so... just need Nynaeve to go to the gardens it, to meet Exactly. You'd like, be like, Leandrin's like, oh, there are nice gardens. Like, that felt, they were like, okay, we have... <laughs> 15 seconds left in this time <laughs> that they've allotted to us and we need this to happen That's so, weird. so so awkward i would like cut one of the Stefan scenes man Seriously, i would rather I watch know. nynaeve meet loyal yes why Although, did guess, we not like, get that scene because i think it probably would have been very similar to the yeah. scene where loyal met rand well that's fair enough but, but okay like, so, so so then so we end that scene on Leandra being like, there are gardens. And then we cut to Rand and Matt, uh, who are in their room. And like Loyal comes in and with is Nynaeve. like, with Nynaeve, he found, he's like, Did you know that there are gardens? And did like, you know that I, know. I met a woman from the two rivers? She's just like the and one you like, told me about. It was very cute. So we're like cute. with like Loyal, then like Rand and Nynaeve hugging because yes. they're just both so thankful to see one another. Yes. And like Oh, I loved this moment, though, where Nynaeve touches Matt and he, like, freaks the fuck out. But then immediately, as soon as he realizes Mm -hmm. that she's alive and, like, gripping her hand and saying he's so sorry. Yes. Oh, rough. It's rough. And then we get Rand telling Nynaeve that he's afraid that Matt can channel. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and then he was like, we don't need the, we don't need any ice to die. We're from the two rivers. Right. Cause Rand, obviously he's like, I don't know if we can trust Moiraine. Like what if they gentle him? And yeah. And then he's like, we absolutely do not need any ice to die. Like fuck them. We're from, yeah, we're from the two rivers. And you're like, okay. 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 Also, I actually don't think Matt said it was a month earlier. Cause this is where we get the timeline. Cause he says, or one of them says it's been a month since Shadar Lagoff. Shadar Lagoff. He did say it. I, I wrote it sure? down. There's no reason no. I would have written it down if he didn't say it earlier in that scene. So, like, either way, this is where either I thought way, we got the confirmation. They say it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, 
But I also appreciate, so like Nynaeve saying this makes very much sense to me of like, we don't need the Aes Sedai because she's the only one who like got her own shit together right. without any help from the Aes Sedai. Right. It's true. It's true. I There was this whole thing about Egwene and yeah, the, this, like Rand is worried story. about Perrin and Egwene and we get this whole story about Egwene having breakbone fever. That's mm-hmm. also, I, I will confess, this scene felt long to me. It was long. Um, I did find myself tuning out a little bit. Yeah. Because I was like okay get it right but I think this story this story is what I was thinking of when um I think Nynaeve has touched the power before right but this is a very long story to get to a very good last line yeah because Rand is worried about Egwene Mm -hmm. and she's like Egwene is many things but above all else she's unbreakable yeah it is great there is I don't think there's a recognition here at least in the monologue from Nynaeve, that no, the I agree, reason Egwene gets better is because Nynaeve channeled. Like I it agree. doesn't. They're just like, oh, and in the morning she was fine, and it feels to me like Nynaeve is attributing it to Egwene's internal yes. fortitude. Like she beat the fever, she'll beat whatever else is out there. No, hundred um, percent. But, but with book knowledge, we I feel like book knowledge here is like we know that yes. that was uh, that Nynaeve channeled and helped her. Um, and I guess you could, if you were just watching the show and didn't know anything, like it's a healing moment, so you might have suspicions. Well, you'll have suspicions either about Nynaeve or Egwene because right, it right. says that line and then it cuts to Egwene being cool as fuck. Yes, this this <laughs> this scene, like, again, I don't love how we got here, but this scene is amazing. So, so good. good. Like, even though it starts with this, like, parent angst that I'm so oh over God. of, like, I killed her. I like Egwene being like, it was an accident. I do appreciate that he has finally said it to somebody. Like, yes. you finally get to him being like, no, you don't understand. It was my fault. And Egwene being like, it is still even knowing what you just told me it is still not your fucking fault yes yeah like I I appreciated that a lot yes because I was like oh my god this is so boring no (laughs) I know I know so over it yep yep um but so like they're having this conversation and Perrin is just like kind of freaking out about something and then Valda comes back in yes and he picks up the knife and there then we hear wolves howling we see Perrin's eyes changing again and then it's so good this is the best like literally it's the best I was so thrilled by this because uh Egwene starts to channel Mm -hmm. and and she's just like it's it's this cool scene where it's like you see the threads coming together in her hands Mm -hmm. and Valda is like overjoyed that it's happening and she shoots this little fireball at him tiny little fireball thing and it goes poof against his chest (laughs) and you're like oh no but then the scene the camera kind of cuts a little further back Mm -hmm. and so we can see that actually while she was doing that and Valda is advancing on her, we see the threads of her power breaking Perrin out of his bonds. Mm-hmm. And it was a distraction. Yes, yes. And he goes full wolf. Like his yes. eyes, he's like growling. And Eamon Valda's like, what the shit is happening? And like while Perrin is like growling at him and Eamon Valda has like spun around, Egwene yes. takes the knife, but she stabs him in like, 
the shoulder the neck? shoulder or something yeah like, like shoulder right neck, between so... his shoulder and neck and it's very it's very awesome that she's like and now i will fucking kill you but her aim is a little weird it's not here. good so not i'm not, i'm not convinced that he's dead oh no like, not at all right? i don't he think is so 100% at all. he's 100% alive he's 100% alive 100% um, because because i think i think we don't get any child buyer as my guess that it's just yeah Aemon Valda i think it's pursuing karen and Egwene like across the earth is what it i is. agree i think amon Valda is just an amalgamation of all of those shitty yes. white cloaks yes which like fine we don't just need fine. yeah we don't need all of them and um, then <laughs> wolves are attacking yes. the camp and like covering for perrin and Egwene to escape which i think perrin says like Egwene is like the wolves and perrin's like i don't think they'll hurt us yes Yes. Ooh. Or no, I think he just says they won't hurt us. Yeah, no, he says right? they won't hurt us. And sure enough, like the wolf who was like growling and growling, like goes and attacks some other neo-Nazi. And then you're like, great. Oh, <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. I it's, did kind wa- of, it's grisly, I will say. It was yes. pretty grisly. I mean, the show does not shy away from no. the, the gore. Like it's it's a pretty gory show. It is. Um, But I wanted to, I didn't point this out earlier, but so in the books, I do feel like Jordan... Like, we hear about parents' torture, and we see, like, a little bit of it. Yeah. But Jordan does kind of gloss over it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not as intensive as it, as yeah, it was a, on the show. And I kind of appreciated yeah. that they went all out on the show. Yeah. Um, Although, again, all Perrin is doing is I know, being traumatized. I know, like, I know. all they're giving him to do is, like, have occasional wolf moments and otherwise be the recipient of, like, traumatizing yeah. violence. So I agree. And, and... I and I don't know how anybody watching the show who hasn't read the books, even if you haven't read the books, will be like, "Oh yeah, that's definitely the Dragon Reborn." Like the show know, doesn't right? care about Perrin. I know in that way. I don't. I think. mean, I don't know about that. I think it does. I think the show is actually uh, a, at a disadvantage because of the characterization in the books, and there's not mm. because they made the choice mm. that any of them can be the Dragon Reborn. Right. They have to give Perrin enough. Um, screen time enough screen time and there really isn't much to go on in the books when you take when you don't have time to bring Elias into yeah, it yeah that's fair yeah. so I I think they're just they're at a disadvantage because yeah. they couldn't be like anyone's a dragon reborn except Perrin like <laughs> <laughs> but they could I wish I just wish they had been smarter about his anyway it doesn't matter let's let's move on we've talked about uh, that okay 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 so 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 where are we? oh yeah moiraine and leandrin right, in the, the white tower, tower at night which i did like this moment of like <laughs> leandrin's like you look a little worse for wear yeah. i there's so much touching like why there is so is leandrin much touching. touching moiraine's face and so I won't say I have a thought about this based on episode six that I'm like really freaked out by, but I won't say it right now. Um, okay. But anyway, Leandrin touches Na- Moiraine a lot and she's like taunting her about Nynaeve and like maybe she'll join the Reds. And mm-hmm. Moiraine is like, I don't think that's going to happen. It is this focus on that Leandrin has on Nynaeve is very interesting mm. um, because it's not it's not there in the books. Like Leandrin doesn't give Mm-mm. a shit. Like, she doesn't care about it. She's like, whatever. Um, and so I'm very curious as to how it's going to play out when Egwene is, becomes a part of the conversation, too. Right, right. Well, I guess, I mean, my assumption here is that because there's all, we know there's all these divisions, and mm-hmm. now we've seen that Nynaeve is incredibly powerful, and so it makes sense that they would all be like, oh, we want her for ourselves. Like Totally. That, that's what I'm reading out of that obsession. No, I agree. It's yeah. just Leandrin is the the other big Aes Sedai we've 
kind of met and yes. seen. Yeah. Because Alana has not had the same reaction no. to Nynaeve. No, it's true. Um, or at least so, not that we've seen. Yeah. Not that we've seen. Right. And so eh, we'll see. And then this was this was interesting, although again, too much step in. Uh he we... <laughs> literally, literally my first note <laughs> under the scene is too much step in, to be honest. But I did think it was an interesting bit of like yes. in-world stuff because we see him making offerings to the to ward off the Forsaken. Like there's these little yeah. uh carvings of like a bug dude and then like a woman, and like I don't remember what the other ones were. There are like a lot of them. And Lan is like, Oh, I didn't know you did this tradition of like warding off the forsaken and you know and then we get this whole like there's another Ishmael reference and the father of lies yeah and can they still touch the world and like that we had a whole little conversation about the forsaken I guess what they're doing here is they're using Steppen's grief to like info dump is basically yes. what they're doing 100% which I'm like not super here for like there had to be better ways to do this right I don't know mm-hmm. so anyway uh and then there is um like this nice moment where Lan is like, well, I'm going to stay with you. Yeah, I will say, like, I know we talked about the humanity of the warders, but I really like the relationship between the warders and the openness and the comfort they have with each other. Because we absolutely, absolutely do not get that in the books. Not at all. I think it's a huge improvement. Yeah, there is like a real significant brotherhood among them that Mm -hmm. is, and there's just no, um, there's no falseness or there's no awkwardness like there's just like they're they they are also like the warders are also constantly touching like constantly it's true everybody touches everybody and it's like i but i i liked it like it felt very real and very like yes we we are this close because no one else in the world understands the position we have except each other yeah oh it's so good i liked it a lot yeah and then, is this the awkward scene where, like, Moiraine and Alana are talking and it's in Moiraine's bedroom and they're, like, eating in bed? Yeah. The, well, Alana is always eating, which I it's kind true. of like. I do love, like, actually. She's, like, kind of, it's sort of, it's very Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. This or, is the second or, Ocean's Eleven reference, by the way. Han in Fast and Furious. Yeah, very Han in Fast snacking. and Furious. Yes, yes. Very into it. She's just, like, always kind of snacking. Yeah. I was more like, Moiraine, take your boots off. Oh, I like, know. What? Like, how dare you put your shoes in your bed? Like, like Alana took her shoes shoes off like a human yes oh uh so they're like sitting there and they're like alana i think says i read once there's a way to release the bond this is no, another no, Moiraine reason says that oh, Moiraine Moiraine says, says. alana says that she's made step in an offer to become yes. one of her warders and like oh and we actually skipped over that bit i think in the step in and land conversation or no no it happens later never mind yeah, yeah, yeah um so yeah so alana says that she's made step in an offer but she's not sure he's gonna do it and then Moiraine says like she read about a way to right. release the bond and because alana's like don't do that I know right why would you do that you're and there's this implication that like she thinks that Moiraine thinks that Moiraine is gonna die soon is what it read like to me yes I agree with you um and then they're like oh the Alana says right I got the word the Amerlin is back from Camelot and she summoned us to the hall and I was like what yeah was the Amerlin doing doing in Camelot right like what right right like the Amerlin doesn't go to places. Places come to the Amerlin. Well, so we needed her to be gone. I guess that's true. And she did go to Shinar. Well, that's and, also true. And so... In the books. In the books. In the books. She did go to Shinar. And so I guess they were like, well, maybe she did go to Camelin. Right. If she... And, and it'll... 
Maybe that's how we're going to get Elaine. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe they're swapping out and I, I still don't know where Elaine and Rand will meet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, moving along. Uh... Well, okay. No, hold on, oh, though. Oh, okay. If, and we've not, like, I we don't know how the show ends. Like, I, my, I have my guesses about where it's going to go. But mm. if if the show ends with Rand... With all of us finding out that Rand yes. is the Dragon Reborn. Because I can't imagine they're going to have this, like, fake mystery go on mm-hmm. beyond I, the I would hope season. not. That would be like, I would really, really belabor not. that, yeah. Rand meets... This is a character issue, I think, that Rand meets Elaine in the books prior to knowing who he is. Mm. If mm. he meets Elaine after learning who he is, yeah. I, mean, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, it's interesting because now I'm thinking about... Uh, because, you know, we're still reading The Shadow Rising uh, yes. alongside of watching these. And it's uh, it's interesting because we see Elaine be like, I don't fucking care if he's the Dragon Reborn. Like, and, and how um, matched they are in that True. she has been Ooh, trained yeah. okay. as like rule, you know, how okay. to rule and like deal with people. And so like she and she has a very strong sense of her own abilities and self-worth. So I actually don't. I think it could still work is what I'm Yeah, saying. no, actually, I think I might like it because, like, in the books when they meet, in that yeah. first book, there is this moment where you're like, why does she care about right. him? It's, and it's, like, it's very much, it feels like he's a novelty. Like, oh, look, this, like, yeah. peasant stumbled into my backyard. Like, now I will now I will play with him a little bit. Yeah, this would the set them up on more equal footing. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm on board after this conversation. <laughs> I'm sold. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Uh, oh, right, so... So Alana is also asking Moiraine what she's been doing. Yes. And this is where we really are seeing Moiraine be the closed mouth, like secretive person that she is in the book. So she's not telling anybody anything. Yeah. Cause she says like, no one has any idea what you have designs on because mm-hmm. they were like, Alana basically was like, there are all these factions happening. Like yeah. what, like you, you could take the seat yeah, in, in not so many wild words. To me, this was like, wild, right? Yeah, she's like, you're the only one strong enough to challenge the Amarillo. And I was like, whoa. Right? Like, and Moiraine is like, I don't have any designs on the Amarillo's seat. Right. And right. that's when Alana says, well, no one has any idea what you have designs on. Right, right. But, I, and, oh. I did also love this line where Alana says, one day you'll have to trust someone. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, if only you knew. If only you knew. But I do think it's a choice to say that Moiraine is the only one strong enough to mm. challenge Suin mm. because in the books, she's not like, she's not an especially strong Aes Sedai. Yeah, she's like, she is strong, but what we know about her is how smart and like capable and like, yeah, that's what I mean. Is. It's her it's force like, of her personality, not the force of her channeling. That's what I mean. It's yeah. like, I don't think that the books ever kind of refer to her in, in the way that they refer to like Nynaeve or, yeah, or even yeah. Suen as like these incredibly strong channelers. Right. Moiraine is not a part of that conversation. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, It's very interesting. And so then, Alana kind of fucks off. <laughs> and then there's this like scene with this painting. Yeah. I was like, is it a mirror? It's a painting. There's like this little gold like thing on the wall that has a little door and she opens it and it's a painting of a woman facing away from into a, a some kind of other door or yeah, archway like room or something. I was like, I, you know what it I what it, I thought about? I you know how there's all of these like um is it Terra Angrial that they don't know what they do? Yeah. I was like, is this like a Terra Angrial oh, maybe. maybe? I don't huh. know. I don't know. I d- uh, huh. That would be interesting. I did want to mention, we didn't mention it earlier, when we get our first shot of the interiors of the uh, of 
Tarvalin. Mm-hmm. It's very much a mix of like Middle Eastern, South Asian, like Islamic mm. um, architecture, but with mm-hmm. like these statues that are very European. Yes. Like it's, it feels actually very on brand for the way Jordan handles yeah. it. <laughs> it's just a like, mishmash. Yeah. It's just a mishmash of like, I like this and I like that and I'm right. going to put them together. And yeah. it's not, I don't, I'm not mad at it, but I am like, this is so Jordan-esque. <laughs> like, I feel like they were so clearly understanding how Jordan deals with things. And they're like, well, we're going to do the same. We'll just do that. And cool. it kind of works in the way of like, then you, there isn't one thing that you're right. like, this is like the real world allegory for this right. because it's just pieces That's all true. put together. That's and I think true. that actually, like when we were talking about it on the books, the I don't remember what episode it was. And I was like, I'm not mad and I'm not like I I recognize that it's still like the way Jordan does things is problematic. Like Mm -hmm. that's what I couldn't get across is is what I like about it is there's no way to be like this is a real world allegory for this, Uh, uh, which I I like. Yeah, it's it's it does feel less. Because then there's less baggage. Yes. And like context and potential pitfalls around it, I guess, maybe. If, if, yeah. And the... you're not saying anything. Like you're right. not like. Yeah, you're not making a statement about what that means. Exactly. You're just yeah. like, this looks cool together. <laughs> and so like, and, and I'm not saying like, I don't know what the intent behind it, but that is right. how I am reading it. Fair enough. And Fair so enough. it works. It works for me in that level when it doesn't feel so allegorical. Yeah. Yeah. Which there are things that do feel allegorical yes. in the Wheel of Time, yes. but that is not one of them. Right, that's right, that's right, that's right. Uh, let's see. So, right, so then there's this painting, which I think, oh, well, going by it, is very, like, the covering of it is not particularly European, but the painting itself looks very European. Like, the woman Agreed. looks white to me. Like, yes. I think she's blonde, maybe. it's. I didn't pause uh, that I took long, a but... screenshot. She has oh, dark okay. hair. Oh, okay, dark hair. But... The, the, the colors are very faded. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It is very faded. Like, it's all very, it looks like a painting that needs to be cleaned in yeah. a museum. Like It's, it's... very small, and it's very, it, it, like, it's a really long shot of the thing that you're like, what is this? Yeah, because the significance of there's this. no explanation of no, it no 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 and then we switch scenes yep and Stepin and Lan are drinking and this is where the tea thing suddenly begins to make sense oh I can't that's so funny to me because I, I was like, like I was just like oh he gets him really drunk like that's what no, it said to immediately me immediately <laughs> I was like Oh, okay. Like the minute he takes it from Nynaeve, I was like, well, that's going to be important. Oh, and no. then this scene, I was like, oh, okay, I see. I did. And I loved, <laughs> I did like this moment. Though. This whole, this whole conversation, because yes, because Stefan and, and, and Lan are talking about how Lana has made him the offer. And Stefan's mm-hmm. like, I've never been with a man before. Like, I don't know how I would feel about that. But it's a very open, like, well, yeah. this is the first time for everything. Like, it was very. If it happens, it happens. Yeah. And then I love L- Lana's like, well, you're assuming they're going to want to be I with know. I love that too. It's like a lot of assumptions you're making yeah. yourself. And then Stepin is like, so tell me about this wisdom. Yes. And he's like, there's nothing to tell. And he's like, uh, okay. She, Well, he says she touched the one power for the first time to save your life. Yes, yes, yes. Which I think that's an assumption on Stepin's yes, part. I agree. He's really, he also is saying things like, she's falling in love right. with you. And you're like, whoa there, buddy. Like, slow well, your roll. Because he says that. She touched the power for the first time to save your life. And lands like, and she's barely talked to me since, <laughs> which made me laugh because I was like, oh, Lan, are your feelings hurt? Yes, totally. <laughs> and that's when Stefan's like, she's fallen for you. Yeah. And Daniel Henney is like kind of bringing big like book land yes. stone yes. face energy. Yes. yes. 
That was the thought I had too. He's like, oh, that's a bad idea. Like, and you know, cause I, it, the implication is like, I'm not free to be in love with somebody. Like I have other duties and responsibilities, yeah. but he's also like fronting hugely here. Like Such we know the, the show has shown us how he feels about her. Yeah, so the, like, the, and barely spoken to me yeah. since made me laugh he's so, so hard. Cloudy. He's like, she's not talking to me. <laughs> and I like that we're getting so much of this from Lan's side. Yes. Yes. Because Nynaeve is like, I I have to find my friends. I have to do this yeah. stuff, blah, blah, blah. But like, Lan is in a position to be able to be having these thoughts yes. and expressing them. Yes, yes. Oh, it's so good. Oh, I like it a lot. It's really good. Oh, and then this is rough. Yeah. We, uh. we, the, now it's like, sun, that was at night. Now it's sunrise. And Lan wakes up alone on the floor. There's no step in. Like having like, been drugged. Yes, yes, right. Okay, now we figured it out. Now, <laughs> now I'm with you. So he's been drugged. And he like is looking at the desk. I couldn't tell if that piece of paper that was, was the important tea. or not. Oh, that was the that was the envelope. Jesus tea that, Christ! I that like Nynaeve didn't put any to of this together. In. Amazing. I was like, what is this piece of paper? Because Nynaeve gave Stepin this little. She like goes to her desk and gives her the gives him this little like and like folded paper envelope oh. of tea. And so I, it's the same right, I paper and the tea, the, the remnants of the tea inside, which is I why land gotcha. then immediately starts like running. Right. He notices a knife is gone. He starts running. And this is really sad. He comes across Stepin yeah. kneeling in a corner in front of a statue. Oh, I couldn't tell God. if the statue was important, but he I has... think it's the statue is one of those warders that is representing uh, like what warders are to the eyes to die. Yeah. And he was talking about. Right. And he's died by suicide. He has killed himself. And it's mm-hmm. really sad and there's this I, this is another moment where Lan just immediately like puts his hands yes. on Stefan's shoulders and there's this this like obvious affection yeah and I think that's what I really really like about the way the warders have shifted in the in the show is mm-hmm. this very obvious affection they have for one another yeah and how there's no pretense behind it right right, right. Um, but it is very distressing and and then this whole next sequence again, like I, I didn't I, like it. it. No, if it, it was too much, it was, it was so much. much. So we get this warder funeral, which is very different from the funeral we saw for Kareni. Like yeah. Stepin is laid out in white on this like stone table or something, and there's like uh, and La- they the the guy who's presiding tells Lan to put his hand on him. He says, uh, "Lan, lay your hand on him. Relieve us of our grief." So the it feels like the in- the implication is Ran- Lan will be the conduit for everybody's grief. Right. And then they there's this like whole chest pounding thing, which like felt really weird to me because the la- the association I have with that is like Matthew McConaughey and the Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> which is like I was like, oh, I don't want to be thinking oh, no. about that right now. Like. <laughs> It was not a think really of that. dissonant I moment just, for my brain. Yeah, there's and like Lan is like wailing and, and crying and, and screaming crying yeah. and grief. It's and like rough. fine, like I don't right. mind Lan being allowed to oh, visibly no. feel emotions. However, the scene felt intensely self-indulgent to me. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, it was real because it doesn't do anything other than no. be like, here are big feelings. Yes. That's like the they only thing that happens. They could have had that. That scene could have been like 30 seconds yes. long. Yeah. They could have said the line, Lan, lay your hand on him, relieve us of our grief. Mm-hmm. Done. Like Done. they didn't need, there were like these long shots of Lan wailing of like mm-hmm. Moiraine's Tear tear filled eyes, like again. Yeah. And like she starts pounding her chest and like 
it's just it was too much and it was very it felt very unnecessary yeah I agree I agree Mm. and that's the end of that episode yeah well it starts with a funeral ends with a funeral yeah I guess that's true that's true overall I liked the episode um a lot I I loved seeing Egwene continuing to like own her yes. agency and her power and I love that we finally saw like a real moment of wolf connection with Perrin I love Loyal love so much love biggest love uh she's the best yeah and I like I I just yeah I just I was really confused about how we got to some moments so that's fair that's that's my but I mean again like this this one, I think it was just a frustration with the way they decided to use their storytelling. But mm-hmm. it, again, the actors are so good and the scenery is amazing. And like, but the pacing on this one was really awkward because of yeah. all of the step in stuff. Like it was really the, pe- really the step in stuff was just too long. Yeah, it was just too, 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 too long. Yeah. Like, whoo. Um, all right. So TV show recap episodes will keep dropping on Saturdays, mostly. Not so much for that finale. We're not going to have an episode on Christmas <laughs> Day in all likelihood, but it'll be sometime around there. And then we'll pick back up with our reading in January. We're going to be reading A New Spring, as voted on by <laughs> our patrons. <laughs> We are still feeling shady about it, but it's all right. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. (laughs) And those episodes, those book recap episodes will air every other Wednesday. And you can be part of the conversation on social media if you are so inclined. Uh, Search for the hashtag Tarvalin or Bust and you will find us. Um, otherwise, we do have a very robust Patreon, which we really love how much everybody comments and yes. messages and and all that stuff. And also, I completely forgot to write it in the notes, but we do have to shout out one of our patrons for an amazing uh, document they created for us. Oh, yes. Yes. They have made a whole schedule for us breaking down like how many chapters we talk about per episode over how much time. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So Kat Sklar, thank you so much for this Google Doc you created. It's, <laughs> it's basically an Excel sheet that literally like counts down, like spends how much based on what we have already put out how much time we spend on each chapter and then guesses how much time we'll need for chapters moving forward. And based on that data, that amazing data (laughs) has mapped out like the rest of the books. And so a new spring cat is recommending chapters one through nine. So I think we should try that for a new spring, right? We're absolutely going to try it and see it's better. It's way more scientific than our guesswork. (laughs) Yeah. Also, seriously, Kat, like, I, we cannot thank you enough for the amount of time you spent on that. It's amazing. Like, very cool. Like, I just want to really spend time in there. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's yeah. for the rest of the series as well. So we'll see. I might we'll make us some, goes. like, pie charts or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll post them if I make them. Yes. That sounds great. <laughs> and so... <laughs> Like I said, a very robust Patreon community, which we we love a lot. And it's getting bigger every day, which we also really love. And so thank you so much to our supporters, Ryan M., Sarah Rebecca, Kelly T., Helen D., Joshua M., Michael D., Dre M. Letham, Janae H., Jennifer P., Peace Vulcan, Rio Well, 
Christina G, Jaitali S, Charlie E, R Cade, Stephen S, James, Barry Q, Ruth A, Catherine, Jetlag Jessica, support your local library, Sam S, David U, Amy R, Maradim, Mimi K, Amanda, Mark D, Heather J, Christina M, Malia H, Keith, Sirish G, Olivia K, Joshua S, Nicholas E, Michelle S, Michelle D, Danae, Destination Toast, MJ, Kat S, Jericho W, Saber Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, and Brian D. And if you would like to come hang out with us, it's patreon.com slash bust. It's a dollar a month. We have a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a good time in those comments, y'all. Yeah, we had done this whole thing where we were making and we'll continue to make the discussion like our episode podcast episode discussion posts public. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that like it doesn't matter if they're public or not. You still can't comment unless right. you're a patron. I didn't know that. I'm so I didn't sorry. Either. Sorry. That is a new thing we learned. So you're welcome to read through them if you don't want to be a patron. You're welcome to join us and for like a dollar or whatever and and make some comments. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, and a big, big thank you to Brian Dunn, our fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician who created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at briandunnmusic.net. That's Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's. And if you are enjoying the show, please do leave us a review or a rating on the podcast platform of your choice. It does help other folks to find the show, and we super duper appreciate seeing those come in. It makes us feel all of the warm fuzzies. That's true. So thank you for those of you who have left them. Uh, And then you can find us on social media and some other podcasts. Uh, Let's see. I am on Twitter and Tumblr as Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L. Or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And I am uh, on Desi Geek Girls with Swapna Krishna, which we are also covering Wheel of Time, funnily <laughs> enough. But Swapna has not read the book. So mm. if you have anybody in your life who is looking for a non book spoilery conversation about the shows, Desi Geek Girls could work. She asks me a lot of questions, but I do not venture outside of what the show has told us. Mm. Um, it's it's been pretty fun because she's <laughs> like, I don't want to know anything, and I was like, this is so hard for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that is Desi Geek Girls, which is available available basically everywhere podcasts are, and otherwise you can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, TikTok at Run With Skizzers. That's S K I Z Z E R S. Uh, This episode is not the ending. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the Wheel of Time, but it is an ending. Bye!